Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Darkest Hour. I'm your host, Amanda Jane. Ley lines, like geographical latitude and longitude lines, ley lines too crisscross our planet. And with them, they're said to carry rivers of supernatural energy. The ley's intersections are pockets where the most energy is found. It's along these ley lines you'll find the great pyramids of Giza, Chichen Itza, and Stonehenge, just to name a few. But these pockets of supernatural energy aren't just designated to the monuments. Ley line intersections are located all over the globe in abundance. Little vortexes interwoven through our thin fabric of space. It's fascinating looking at these on a map because some of these intersections could be located right in your neighborhood. Or maybe you're really lucky and they cross paths through your very coordinates. Maybe those bumps in the night are just other dimensional beings treating our planes like a waiting room in transition to an arbitrary destination only they know. But their waiting room just so happens to intersect right behind your closet doors. Do you explore this railway of energy or attempt to seal it off? Because remember, an open door for you to find the unknown is equally an open door for the unknown to find you. So, let's get started, shall we? Once, when I was little, my mom had become furious with assumed dishonesty. She didn't believe my excuse in regards to how my sliding closet door had been bent off the hinges. My adolescent linguistics were unable to clearly explain in detail what had actually happened before she let her anger get the best of her. My mother was of a generation where... Physical abuse amongst one another was socially acceptable. So was my father, but he was at work that day. And I'm sure my mom subconsciously used me to regain her sense of power. But psychology and philosophy aside, I was honest when I had told her what had happened. The night before, my imaginary friends were making scary faces at me while they sat inside the closet. I told them to stop, but they would just laugh at me and change into even scarier faces. So I got out of bed and I closed the closet door, and then I locked it. When I woke up, it was like that, totally bent off the hinges. If my mom would have investigated my claims more, She would have noticed that the latch was still locked on the closet and the metal frame was bent out. To come to the conclusion she did, I would have had to climb up to the top of the closet door, shimmy to the corner, and then generate enough swing with my little body 
to have the frame bend out in a way that it did. I was a very quiet child. I would have never risked making a racket like this, in fear of the beating I inevitably received. She thought she was doing me a favor by taking the sliding doors out bringing them to the garage before my dad got home to see. She'd lie and say it allowed more access to the stuff in my closet. My dad bought it and didn't ask questions when he saw the thin bent doors in the garage. That wasn't the first beating I'd received for something I hadn't done. I think my imaginary friends took joy in watching my misery. Even at that young age, I began to realize... This isn't how friends treat each other. When they first presented themselves, they were nice. Then progressively started getting me into more and more trouble. Black crayons scribbled on the wall, reaching taller than my arms could stretch. Spilled cup of juice and phantom noises after bedtime. These would all result in swift discipline from my parental units. My imaginary friends even advised me that my mom was pregnant before she had known. And that's around the time they originally started showing up, telling me that they were waiting for the baby to be born. Hearing that then didn't give me chills like recounting it as an adult does. Three children, two girls, and one boy. Looking at them was like viewing someone through frosted glass. Opaque grays muted in different shades, giving construct to their features, and they moved like morning fog. When my brother was born, the entities no longer visited me. I never saw them again. I was grateful not having to worry about their antics getting me into trouble anymore. But at times when I'd feel lonely, I'd miss their company. My mom's in so much denial about her parenting skills. She denies most of the events even took place that she'd punish me for. I have no resolution past what's unfolded. I was too young to really take everything from this event that I would need to compile its meaning. I just know I saw the foggy kids... And for a while, I thought they were magic. I've been in my family's new house alone for a few weeks now. My family moved here about three weeks ago. It's a really cool house pretty spacious where it's at. It's got cool features like super good Wi-Fi, pool, and a slide, a door system with a passcode lock. It's by far the coolest house I've ever lived in. Anyways, I haven't had a lot of irrational fear in life. I believe in ghosts and spirits, but I've never had first-hand encounters with them. I think that a lot of stories people tell aren't real. I wonder if mine is. I don't know if it is, but I figured I would share some details. The first night I got here, I had to take a five-hour flight, so I was pretty tired by the time I got home. When I got to the new house, 
I looked around for a little bit, called my dad. He told me which one was my room, and I came in and went to sleep. I woke up at like 3 a.m., and my door was wide open, lights on all over the house. I was pretty sure I'd turned at least one or some of the lights off, so I was kind of anxious. But I also figured that it could have just been my mind making it up. I got up, turned off the hallway light, closed the door, and turned off the light in my room. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't want to go all around the house because I'm a wuss. The next day, I had no problems. I bought a pizza and chilled out by the pool. I was loving living in this mini mansion by myself. A few more days went by and one night, I was watching Moon Knight in my living room and I fell asleep on the couch. I woke up naturally at about 2 a.m. on the recliner chair. The lights were off this time rather than on and I knew I'd left them on. I sat there for a moment and realized there was something moving in the kitchen. I watched in terror as I saw a bald man walking across the kitchen. He had an abnormally large head, almost like a light bulb, with this grinning smile. The room was illuminated only by the glass screen door to the right of the kitchen. He just started walking back and forth through my kitchen. My heart was pounding. My phone was dead because I'd fallen asleep without charging it. And so I just stared, holding my breath, holding myself completely still, doing my best to hold back my shivers. He kept walking back and forth, opening the drawers. He did this for about ten minutes until he looked over at me and then walked out of the house. When he left, I sprinted upstairs and I looked outside, only to see nothing. I figured, somehow, it was a dream. I went downstairs and I checked the door. Yep, the automatic lock is good. There's no way anyone could have gotten in or out. At midnight, my passcode lock refuses entry, and you have to have the physical key to get in. I chalked it up to hallucination and went to bed. The next night, I'd been playing some video games online with a buddy of mine. We were having fun until I walked down at about 11 p.m., only to see the front door wide open. I'd left earlier to go get some food, but I remembered closing it when I came home. I was unnerved by this, but still thought not a lot of it. I went to sleep at about 11 p.m. that night. I was sleeping normally until I woke up at 3 a.m. again to see the lights on outside my room. I swore I had turned them off. I heard footsteps outside, walking up and down my hallway. I sat in horror again, lying in bed, trying not to make a noise. I had thought maybe someone had really gotten into my house, maybe when I left the door open. However, the lights turned on, and nobody left the house because 
I would have heard it out the window. So once again, I figured, just my mind playing tricks on me. This brings us to last night. Well, more like this morning. Last night, I went out to get food again. When I left my house, I remember closing the door and turning the lock on. I heard the click and I left. I ended up going to Five Guys, which, by the way, you guys, it's way too expensive for not very good food. Anyway, when I got home, I was mortified to see the door wide open. This time, I was highly scared. I snuck into my house, closed the door, and locked it. I went into my kitchen and I grabbed one of those steak carving forks as a weapon, and I went through my house. I checked each room, turned on all the lights, and I made sure that no one could get out. I called my dad. No good. He didn't pick up. He's in New York, so he was already asleep. I hung out and waited for a while and figured I was just crazy again. I went upstairs, and after an hour on my phone, I fell asleep. This morning, I woke up in a rush and I saw the man standing in my doorway, staring at me, only to sprint away when I got up to chase him. I got up and grabbed the steak carving fork, and I ran after him down the hall. For there to be nothing there. This is what prompted me to write this. I saw him in broad daylight, and he responded to me, following him and threatening him. I figure he's not real, something my mind is making up because I'm here alone or something. Has anyone had anything like this? And what do I do to stop it? We grew up in the upstate of South Carolina where there's nothing for miles. My best friend told me an encounter him and a mutual friend had while driving down an old country road. Said that they were just taking a drive, drinking a few beers. When they turned a sharp curve in the road, they saw what at first they thought was a man on all fours. But as they got closer, they realized it wasn't a man but it had a head of a man. The thing's body stretched over halfway over the road. It wasn't pale white, but he described it as like a dark ash, and he said that the thing, it never looked back. It was just the back of the head. He said he stopped a few meters away because he wanted to run up to the thing, so he slammed on the brakes while our mutual friend Andrew was screaming to drive. You'd just have to know my best friend James to know, but James got out of the car. He said it was like a man, but with very long legs and arms that turned up backwards, kind of like a grasshopper. That's how he explained it. He said that it didn't move like, well, when it moved, it was moving not straight forward, but sideways, like a crab. I had a similar experience two years later. 
I'll have to write about it another time after work, but has anyone seen this? I'm not too big on believing the paranormal, but I'm just curious on what this could be, even if it's just me being sleep-deprived. For the past few months, I keep catching glimpses of a black, fluffy cat, walking, jumping, or sitting, but it disappears when I look at it. It's not like when you mistake a jacket or a shoe or something for your cat. It's actually there. I also see it at night and the day. I own a Russian blue and a tuxedo cat, but never owned a black cat, so it's not like I'm just seeing them walk by. Could be my brain playing tricks on me, since it did start after my dad said he got nosed by a cat in our house that wasn't ours. He said it was black, too. My family joked about it being Abe's pet cat, or... Abe can transform into a cat now. Abe is this tall, black shadow figure, probably seven feet, since I remember his head touching the ceiling, with a top hat on, and I saw him or dreamt of him when I was younger, like middle school age. I saw him standing in our little hallway when my door was open one night. I've heard stories before of the Shadow Man, and it's basically exactly that. My cousin came down to visit for a couple of nights, and her first night in the guest room, which is adjacent to where my bedroom was, same hallway, though we never mentioned Abe to her before. The next morning, she was telling my mom about this thing she saw in her dream of a tall Shadow Man in the hallway. Okay, so we have this road that leads from our town to the highway that has a McDonald's on it. So we have to go all the way out to the highway when the kids want McDonald's. One evening, we'd gone to go get food and we're coming back on the same two-lane highway and it had just gotten to where you needed headlights on. We were about a mile down, a truck was coming towards us and we slowed down because my husband and I saw something and it's weird to try and explain, but it was like the size of a wolf. But whatever it was, it reminded me of the thing off the Predator when he went invisible. We could see it, but it also looked like the road and part of the grass. I slowed down and was looking at it, trying to figure out what was going on. And it turned its head towards us. At least we assume because we could see this almost invisible cloak thing shift. The truck coming towards us saw it also because it slowed down and when they did, the predator wolf thing shot across and it looked nuts. Just like when the predator moved in the movies, how you could see it but you couldn't. 
I looked up and I watched the driver of the truck watch it. And he kind of shot up in his seat and both of our heads shot to the side when it shot off. We all just sat there. We slowly pulled towards each other. I was hesitant to even roll my window down at that point, but I thought, well, it's got to go through his truck to get to us first, so... The driver of the truck said, What in the hell was that? Did you see it trying to hide what it really looked like, like by trying to blend in? That's when I knew it really did have a cloak-looking thing going on. We agreed on everything and drove on. The whole time I was watching mirrors and windows, waiting for it to attack since we had seen it. We made it home and wouldn't go back out that way for a good year. We've talked about it around here before, and a few others have described the same thing before I even mentioned the predator cloak thing. What could it be? This is Native American land, and my dad's tribe is the one whose land it is, but I've asked a few elders, and they always say not to ask about things, or they'll hear you talking about them, and pay you a visit. That's kind of like them saying not to whistle at night or to eat in the dark and not to leave hair in your hairbrush. It's just the way we were raised, but I need to know what it was. I'm not necessarily a believer in the paranormal, but I also think that there's a whole lot we just don't know. So I fully acknowledge that ghosts could very well exist, even if I've not personally seen one. My uncle got remarried about 20 years ago. In 2005, his wife's grandmother passed away, and they ended up buying and moving into her house. They've lived there for over 15 years now. It's an older house built in the 60s by her grandma and grandpa. It has a really steep set of stairs in the living room that lead to the upstairs, which is basically just a large open space. It used to be used for bedrooms when family would come visit, but once my uncle bought it, they just started using it as storage. Nothing odd ever happened until they remodeled about five years ago. They added a new master bedroom and changed the layout of the smallest bedroom and existing bathroom to create a laundry room. So what used to be a bedroom is now a small laundry room, and the other half of it is now part of a larger bathroom. Not long after the remodel, my oldest cousin from my uncle's first marriage was spending the night. He was sleeping on the couch when he said he woke up to see an old lady walking down the stairs and into the laundry room. Needless to say, he freaked out. He thought someone was in the house, so he jumped up and ran into the laundry room. But there was nobody there. He literally opened everyone's bedroom doors and the bathroom and peeked in just to make sure that this lady hadn't gone into another room. He convinced himself that it was a dream and eventually went back to sleep. 
He told my uncle about it the next day, and my uncle, too, assumed that it was a dream. Fast forward to 2020, about two-ish years after my cousin saw the old lady. My uncle was sleeping on the couch because my aunt wasn't feeling well. Since it was the early stages of the pandemic, she'd kind of quarantined herself in the bedroom until she could see if it was a normal bug or COVID. My uncle said that he turned off the TV. It was about 11-ish. He was trying to fall asleep when he heard the stairs creak. There are a couple of steps at the top that kind of pop when you step on them. He said that he got up because nobody should be awake, and certainly not upstairs. He turned the light on and looked up. Nobody was there, but he said he could hear footsteps going toward the laundry room. He went and checked. Nobody was there. He checked in on my cousins. They have two younger kids who still live at home. Both of them were asleep. He didn't know what to make of it, so he just went back to bed. The next night, he again was on the couch, and again, he heard someone on the stairs, and he heard them going into the laundry room. He finally told my aunt about it. Her grandmother's bedroom at the end of her life was the small one beside the bathroom, the one that they had remodeled into a laundry room and a bigger bathroom. My uncle thinks that by reconfiguring that section of the house, they stirred something up. My aunt refuses to believe it, even though she's heard the footsteps herself. Oddly enough, though, her mother 100% believes that it's her mother's ghost checking on things. She said she was very much set in her ways and hated anything to be changed in her house. I've never heard the footsteps myself, but my uncle's definitely not the hysterical, imaginative sort. He's very matter-of-fact. He's a heavy equipment mechanic and just very much the only-believe-what-you-can-see-with-your-own-eyes type. He's the sort that doesn't like scary movies because they're nonsense. So, if he says he hears footsteps on the stairs and down the hall... Then he hears them. I'm staying in a hotel with a small four-cup coffee pot. Last night, I put my coffee in the filter and loaded that into the machine. And then I filled the back up with water... I intentionally did this so that I could just hit the button before I got in the shower and the coffee would be done by the time I got out. I know I put the water in because I spilled a little, so I sat a paper towel down under the machine to absorb it in future spills. When I turned the machine on this morning, I expected coffee after my shower, but there was none. There wasn't a drop of water in the back of the coffee maker. I understand that some of the water could have evaporated, but four cups in a six-hour period? My room that I'm alone in was actually pretty chilly, too. I just don't understand where it went. 
I'm 31, sober for two years, if that's important. I don't know. Feels pretty glitchy. Throughout my life, I've had many encounters with ghosts. This is the story of the first time that I can recall. I was 12, maybe 13. Currently, I'm 24. But I remember this like it was yesterday. My mom bought a new house. She was hoping for a fresh start. The house needed some cosmetic work, but otherwise, it was really nice. It was a nice size, three-bedroom, perfect for us, and it had a big fenced yard, so we could finally get a dog. Once we moved in, things seemed great. Never noticed anything too weird. I guess that's how these stories always start. I don't remember exactly when this started, but I remember how. Every morning, I would wake up to find my closet door open, I didn't think too much of it. My sister was six at the time, and she was always getting into my stuff. And then I started having weird dreams of a shadow man that stood in my closet. I knew that he was watching me, but I was too scared to move or say anything. This kept happening every night. It was affecting my sleep so much that I was falling asleep in class. My mom asked what was going on, and I explained my dreams. At first, she brushed it off as a recurring nightmare. One day, I got this bright idea to bring all of my heavy schoolbooks home and put them in front of my closet door, thinking that this would stop this creep from watching me. The next morning, I woke up in horror to see that my book bag with my history, biology, and English textbooks in it, had been pushed aside and the door open. Now I knew this was real. I told my mom everything, and she decided to do some digging online about the house. Like, why didn't she do this before we bought the place? Well, she couldn't find anything. So, she went around to the neighbors and asked if anyone knew anything about the house. They told her that a drug dealer used to live in the house, and that they were murdered, apparently stabbed multiple times. Honestly, I don't know how my mom felt, but she put on a tough front, and she figured out a way to cleanse the house. Well, the story doesn't end here. The last time that he appeared to me was probably the most terrifying. One night, trying to fall asleep, I heard the door creak open. And stupidly, I looked. I saw the man again, but this time, I saw his face. He was a heavier set guy with a bald head. He had dark colored eyes and a blank look on his face. Kind of sad looking. He had a tattoo on his neck, and he was probably in his 40s. I can still picture him, clear as day. That night, I ran to my little sister's room, and I slept on her floor. The next day, 
We were playing outside when a car that I didn't recognize pulled into our driveway. My mom came out concerned about this stranger stealing her girls when a young girl hopped out. She had to have been 17 or 18. Her and my mom talked for a while, and then my mom called me over. The girl explained that she used to live here and that it was her dad who was killed in the house. In fact, she was in the house when it happened, along with both of her grandparents. She told us that her dad had decided to quit dealing drugs so that he could be better for his daughter. Then one day, a guy who was looking for some drugs, he came by. He didn't like that he couldn't get any there. They broke out into a fight when her dad tried to make him leave. And well, he died protecting his family. After I heard that, I became overwhelmed with emotion. This was a lot for a young teen to take in. My mom asked me if I could explain to her what I'd seen. So I did. And as I described his face, this girl started to cry. She said, That's my dad. I was so confused and honestly kind of scared. She pulled out a picture and she showed me. Sure enough, her dad was the ghost in my closet. My mom let her walk through the house one last time. After that day, I never saw him again. No dreams and my closet never opened on its own again. Honestly, I think he thought I was his daughter when she came and walked through the house. He must have gotten some kind of closure and moved on. I hope he did at least. Well, friends, that's the end of tonight's episode. But don't miss a brand new episode every Friday night. Also, don't miss my weekly uploads, double feature, every Sunday and Wednesday. I want to thank those who shared their stories and a big thanks to all of you for listening. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to The Darkest Hour, and tap the bell so you never miss a thing. I sure do appreciate all of it, and I can't thank you enough. Huge shout out to all of my patrons for their unwavering support. Miss Anthropia, Shane Q, Monica L, The Dark Cosmos, Zoe Watt, Shelly B, Donald C, Rat Girl, Alicia S, and Aaron G. If you want to support The Darkest Hour in other ways, consider joining my Patreon, patreon.com slash the darkest hour check out the link in the description to learn more also just check out the description in general you'll find all kinds of fun links in there link to my instagram at the darkest hour yt and my twitter amanda jane tdh you can also check out the darkest hour subreddit the darkest hour yt 
And yes, even after all of that, there's still more to check out in the description, so do it. Do you have stories like these? I'd love to share them. Send them to me, Amanda, darkest hour at gmail.com. And of course, on that subreddit, the darkest hour, YT. Stay spooky.